They've been following us for weeks. They want to keep us silent. They don't want us to tell you the truth. This is your alternative to the conservative talk show. This is the Sheepdogs. guys, welcome to Sheepdogs. This is Scott Boswell, your host, coming from the great state of Texas. Uh, I've got a lot of requests to do a Q&A. They want to know who I am, what I'm about, where I come from. So we're going to touch back. I'm going to go to the social media platforms I have and, and check the, uh, the, multi, the the direct messages, the PMs that I got. I'm going to be hitting my vape. Uh, we've got some sponsors we need to hear from, but we're going to jump into it. So... Uh, it's not going to be a very long show. We're probably only talking about 20 or 20, 25 minutes. <coughs> Excuse me. So what I want to do is get to it and then we'll throw the sponsors here, uh, in here real quick. So first one, what's my daily routine look like? Well, my daily routine is not very exciting. I get up uh, about 5.45, 6 o'clock in the morning, well, for 5.45 to 6.30, depending. I've got an hour and a half drive to the office, so it depends on what time I'm wanting to get to the office. I get up, I don't, you know, don't run to the gym, don't have my coffee or a big breakfast. I just get, get, get to moving, you know, I get dressed, get cleaned up and I head out and then I sit in traffic for an hour, have a bitch about how bad the traffic is. Anybody in uh, South Texas that lives in Houston knows exactly what I'm talking about. It is a horrible thing, an absolutely horrible thing, but it is what it is. We, we do what we have to do um, when we're living down here. We got a shit ton of people and, you know, it takes a long time to just get 42 miles in this city. So there we go on that. Oh, what do I do on the weekends or on my free time? Um, spend time with, actually, I love sitting in front of the TV, catching up on my programs. I'm a big cop program. I love cops programs. I love uh, Live PD, FBI, love SEAL, t- uh, SEAL Team. SWAT, I mean, they're all Hollywood, except Live PD, and even that's a little bit of Hollywood, but, you know, kind of brings me back to, to what I know. But I do like to, I love football. Uh, just got to, today's December 16th, we just watched the Colts beat the Cowboys, go go blue. I was so excited with that. Um, they, you know, look like they could be uh, heading to the playoffs if everything works well, at least as a wild card, but we'll see. Uh, that goes into my next one. What's my favorite sport? Uh, obviously, it is football. Uh, grew up in the Midwest. Should be basketball, but I've been a Colts fan since 1980-something, 84-85, when they got to Indianapolis. Uh, been a fan through the bad times and the good times. Grant, I've had other teams that I, I rooted for, but I am was I am diehard Colts fan. So being in uh, uh, Houston, that's kind of a bad thing, considering it's the same division. Now, granted, I do root for the local teams. I do like the Houston Texans. I love the organization. I love the players. I do root for them. Unless they're playing the Indianapolis Colts. So the first time that they played them in Indianapolis and they beat them in overtime, I I, I was torn. I wanted the Colts to win that, but it didn't work. And then they come down here to Texas last week and just just control it. Just, just, just run the gambit. And I loved it. 
But uh, yeah, huge football fan. I like, I love baseball. I mean, I like baseball. Um, big fan. But uh, football is my favorite. Somebody asked if I like the Astros. I absolutely love the Astros. Uh, I actually came down here as they were going into the World Series, beating the Yankees and the ALCS. So uh, I came down at the perfect time. Uh, it was ironic that I hadn't watched football, excuse me, baseball in so long, I didn't even realize they were in the American League. So I was kind of shocked at that. So, I mean, I remember back in the day being a Cubs fan and a Reds fan and watching the Nolan Ryan and, and those guys play back in the uh, 80s. So those, I mean, I've always known about the Astros. Uh, was never a fan until uh, I actually got down here and became, you know, in, in, su- submersed in the 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 actual area down here. Everybody loves the Astros. I don't know anybody that lives in Houston that doesn't love the Astros. No, nobody I know, at least. So, uh, favorite food. I am a fiend for pizza. I uh, love a good pizza pie. I love pizza in general. So anytime I can have uh, a good pizza pie, I love it. Set close second is a good hamburger, though. A nice, juicy, thick hamburger covered in cheese, sautéed onions, maybe some blue cheese melted on it with some blue cheese. Oh, man. See, I'm getting hungry already. A nice potato roll. Ooh, I'm, I'm feeding it. I'm feeding it. I got something in the crock pot today where I'm cooking some uh, potato soup. So that's that's my thing for tonight, but... I wish I could have a nice juicy hamburger. Now that I'm talking about it, I'm actually salivating. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, that was Seth106. No, sorry. Seth Loy. Appreciate that. Uh, oh, well, oh, my eyes are playing tricks. I mean, that came from Seth Lo- Lo- L-O-B. Uh, appreciate that, Seth. Uh, I appreciate the uh, making my mouth salivate like that. Let's see what's next. Uh, favorite drink? Well, we'll follow the food. Uh, follow the food uh, cat- the genre here. Um, doesn't specify if it's alcohol or, or regular, so I'm just going to go with both. Uh, Mountain Dew, fiend for Mountain Dew. Love it. Been drinking it for years. I could run on that stuff. Um, makes me fatter than what I want to be, but uh, absolutely love Mountain Dew. And if it was a really good beer. Would be close sec. It would be an alcoholic beverage I love, but really the first and foremost is a single malt whiskey. Anything twelve years or older, just it, it, the the flavor is amazing. You just you can't uh, you just can't uh, quantify how good it is until you actually get into it. Uh, let's see. We're six and a half minutes into it. Let me go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to hear from one of our sponsors, and then I'm going to jump back into this. So hang tight, and I'll be right back. Have you ever thought about starting a podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had lots of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other places people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors too, so you can get paid to podcast. One of the best things about Anchor that I like is the fact that I can go out 
be on the road and record in the car. They have a great app on the phone. You don't have to worry about being stuck in front of a microphone. So if it hits you, you grab it and go. So if you're always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm forward slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, we're back. Thanks for listening to that uh, quick commercial for Anchor.fm. They are one of our sponsors here at the Sheepdogs. It's also the platform we uh, use to distribute all our stuff. So if you're interested, definitely go check them out. So we're back into it, and we're at, okay, who do you look up to? Who are your heroes, basically? Uh, my heroes are all the military men and women and first responders that protect us every day. Um, I don't look at sports athletes. I don't look at athletes. I don't look at actors. I don't look at anybody like that as a hero. Now, quick now, correction. There are some actors and athletes who have stepped up to do special things like Gary Sinise, who, um, just sent a lot of kids for, of, uh, fallen uh i believe it was fallen officers it might have been military uh to disney world for uh christmas now that's a hero to me or the officer that gives his uh gives his life for another or all the soldiers overseas fighting um those were those are my heroes those are the people i look up to uh my father who was an, a retired army a uh, veteran, served in World War II, Korea, Vietnam. He was my hero growing up. I knew he was a, I know now as an older, as an, as as I get older, he had faults. He wasn't as perfect as he, I, I thought he was. I mean, it is what it is, right? As we get older, we realize that uh, not everybody's perfect, not even including our heroes. So that's who I look up to. That's who my heroes uh see. Uh, most rewarding time in your life had to be the um, the birth of my son. My uh, my son Darian. He's twenty four years old. Uh, born back in nineteen ninety four. I was just a twenty year old punk getting ready to turn twenty one, and uh, I realized at that point that I there was something more to life than what I had already known. Was I a good father? Probably not as good as he deserved. Um, I was consumed with myself and work like a lot of people my age were. And unfortunately our relationship suffered as he, I, I want to say as he got older, we got closer and I think we did. Um, I don't talk to him as much as I wish I, I could or did. He's uh, about, I don't know, 1,200 miles away. So it's not like I can hop in a car and go see him on an afternoon. So I do miss him. I do love him more than anything in this world. And I, I know he knows that. And um, I know he loves me. And I guess those are the two most important things at this point about that. But that that's the most rewarding thing. I mean, I've done a lot of stuff in my life, but nothing compares to the birth of my son. Uh, let's see. Am I married? No, I am not married. Uh, I am engaged 
to a lovely woman uh, with two wonderful kids. Um, I look at them as my own as well, um, a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. Uh, I've been married twice, and I've learned from those mistakes and know how not to fuck it up again. So I look forward to um, marrying this woman and uh, making her happy the rest of my life. That's that's kind of my goal. Um, what do I drive? I drive a Lexus. Uh, not a new Lexus, but it's my Lexus. And when I bought it, it was new to me. Uh, it's a 2008 Lexus, but the thing with it is, is that I, I'm not a fan of all this new crap that you can get into cars. I love technology. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love technology. But I just wanted a well-maintained, good car. And that's what I got with my my Lexus. I, I, I love it. Uh, my work gives me a Ford Escape to drive. Um, it's a nice vehicle. Um, not something I would purchase. But uh, it is what we have. So um, those that's what I drive. What is my everyday carry? Uh, firearm. Um, I'm a Glock fan. I've had Glock since 1998. Uh, I've carried everything from the Glock 17 to uh, the 40 caliber, which I carried as a duty weapon. I personally own, and my favorite two are my Glock 17. Uh, I like it for the capacity. Uh, I like it for the accuracy. And then my basic every day is the Glock 42, which is the 380. Now, everybody's like, oh, it's just a 380, but I've never heard somebody say, shoot me with a 380, that doesn't hurt. No, a 380 is going to put the person down. Uh, six rounds, okay, yeah, maybe I'd like, to, in the back of my mind, like to carry more than six rounds, but when it comes down to it, in a situation as a civilian, am I going, if I need more than six rounds, I need the police. So, I absolutely love those weapons, they handle so well. Um, you can't go wrong. I mean, Glock, they, they've been around forever. They are the, prefer, you know, they are the law enforcement uh, preferred weapon. And even them, uh, the law enforcement stepped away from the 45s and the 40s and went back to 9mm for round capacity because they understand in an active shooter you need more rounds, not necessarily uh, firepower as far as uh, uh, caliber size. So, um, okay. Uh, what is my most embarrassing? Okay, we're going to do one more, and then I'm going to take one more break, and then we're going to come back, and uh, uh, we'll close everything out. Well, we'll do another s small segment. Um, I may rant on a few things, and then we'll come back, or we'll, we'll finish up. Uh, let me see here. What is my most embarrassing moment? My most embarrassing moment actually is embarrassing in a different, couple different ways. I actually, when I was, this was a law enforcement, when I was a cop. I uh, kicked up a vehicle pursuit. Now, first of all, I want to let you know no one was hurt, citizens, myself, or the suspect. But I was a canine officer. I kicked up a pursuit. Uh, it only lasted like, two, I don't know, 90 seconds to, to, to a minute, and a, up to two minutes. It was in one city block, and we went actually two full circles around it before he foot bailed. He foot bailed, ran about four houses down, caught him in a backyard. I bailed on him, uh, chased him down apprehend him, walk back to the car. Not too embarrassing, right? 
the actual embarrassing part is I was actually a canine officer, and when I foot bailed, I when he foot bailed, instead of deploying my canine, I ran after him. I mean, and it wouldn't have been an embarrassing moment for me, other than the fact when I get back, my dog has a judgmental look on his face, which they can have a judgmental look. And there was three cars that had arrived as backup officers, and here I am walking a suspect back with my dog in the car. One of them being a canine guy, so who had been around for a while. So with that being said, that was probably one of the most embarrassing things I've ever done. Uh, obviously, everybody's had that. They put too much faith in a fart, and you know they call it a shart. I'm not going to say that hasn't happened, but it's that's you know less embarrassing to me than um, what actually happened to me in front of my peers. So uh, never did it again. But, I mean, all those years of training took over, and I immediately just bailed on them. So, Okay, so we're going to take another quick break with one of our sponsors. We're going to come back, and we'll – actually, we're going to hear two sponsors here. And then we'll come back, and we'll finish up the uh, – we'll do a little closing, and then uh, uh, maybe we can do this again. So sit tight, and I'll be right back. Hey, guys, I've talked about them before, and I'm going to talk about them again. Gruntstyle.com. The veteran-owned company, American-made shirts, and home of Club Grunt Style. Now, I'm a member. I pay $24 a month, and once a month, I get a club shirt. comes with the coolest sayings, coolest designs. They are the most comfortable thing I wear. The shirts, the hoodies, everything. So go to GruntStyle.com, check out the inventory, take advantage of the club. You get free shipping. You get special promotions. They have the outing every year. This last year, it was in Texas. So go to GruntStyle.com and join today. With so much content whizzing around out there, there's one storytelling platform that helps you keep calm and stay informed and inspired. That's Flipboard. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics, personalize Flipboard, and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you. 24-7. When you see stories that you want to save or share, tap the plus button and add them to a private or public collection. It's that simple. Used by millions of people every day, Flipboard is how people move themselves and the world forward. So get started now at Flipboard.com. Hey guys, thanks for taking a few minutes and listening to those uh, great uh, sponsors. Actually, Grunt Style is actually not a paid sponsor here. We actually, I just absolutely love their clothing and I love their things. So I give them a free shout out as much as I can just because it's a, they're a great organization, you know, especially since it's veteran owned. So I'm going to take a couple more questions here and then we're going to wrap it up for tonight. Uh, what is my favorite movie? Whoa, that's a tough one. Um, there's so many of them. Uh, I'll tell you the one that I just I can't get enough of, and I keep watching over and over is 13 Hours, uh, the Benghazi story. Just absolutely love the fact that it's based on a true story. That uh, it was an event that I knew about, and um, something that actually kind of molded some of my opinions on things, which is going to lead into the next question. Uh, actually, before I do that, though, but but movies like um, The Godfather, Star Wars, huge Star Wars fan, love them all except Phantom Menace. That one kind of that could have I could have done without that one. Um, 
but I mean, I love, uh, if it's a favorite movie of somebody, I probably enjoyed it. Um, uh, Scarface was a great movie, but it's not one of those that I put up on a pedestal. Uh, probably one of Al Pacino's, one of his best roles, I mean, next to The Godfather. But, uh, I mean, Sin of a Woman, I mean, Al Pacino's a great actor. He's probably one of my favorites. So, but um, modern, but but what I can't really get enough of is that 13 hours. I, I've watched it probably 50, 60, maybe even 100 times now. And uh, I'll put it on going to bed and I'll, I'll, I'll flip through some of the other the, the low spots and then I'll go right to the battle scene and I'll watch that last hour and 15 minutes over and over and over again and it's just um, it's sobering what they had to go through and um, and what they, what they were able to accomplish so um, but how did I come up with the philosophies I come up with as far as my political views well I'm 45 years old just turned 45 uh, two two weeks ago today actually um, my philosophies were never really, uh, we didn't talk about, you know, my childhood was pretty normal. We didn't talk about politics. It was, you know, go outside and play and come in for dinner and be home. You know, you're going to come in and take your bath and go to bed. That really was my life. I mean, I, we didn't talk about politics. You know, my dad would say certain things or my mother may say certain things. My grandmother may say certain things, but you know, kids of my age, you know, kids back then in the late 70s, early 80s into the middle 80s, we didn't care about politics. There wasn't, I, there really wasn't something, something we dwelled on. Like today, we didn't have social media, so we couldn't go on and see all this fake news about what's going on and let it mold our uh, opinions and philosophies on things. So as I got older, I started looking at what I wanted to do and how I was treated and what really irked me about things and I realized that the left even though I think probably earlier in my life was not as radical obviously not as radical as what they are now the Republicans kind of stood for the they stood for the same views I did as far as a strong military strong country um, strong economy pro-gun they you know the declaration of independence was just not a piece of paper that somebody could wipe their ass with it it meant something to the people who were in power or it, who we elected to put into a position to better our, us and i saw that I, I think when i got old enough to vote i started seeing the first time i ever voted actually wasn't until um, I didn't vote for the 92 election because I wasn't old enough yet. Um, but I did vote in the, uh, 96 that 96 was the first year I voted. And I realized that the Republican party is where my values lied. And I think that that's, you know, the way they did things back then is what helped mold me into the political, my political opinions today. And then you turn around and listen to the left and the, the, the crap that they spew. Now, I'm not saying it's all crap. I, I'll be a devil's advocate. There are certain things people say on the left that make sense. It's just not practical. It's not something that could ever happen. And that is where 
we fall short. So that's where that, that's how it all came about. And then I started, you know, obviously in the last uh, oh ten years or so, saw how law enforcement was treated by the left, and that just uh, put me over the top. That just made me want and hate uh, their philosophies even more, and want to do some good. And that's why I'm here with you now. Uh, why did I start a podcast? Well, it kind of goes hand in hand with my, my last, the last question and my last explanation. I wanted to get, I wanted to be heard. I wanted to share my views with like-minded people. And if you're not like-minded and you're just trolling me and you want to listen and that's fine. If you don't like what I have to say, turn the fucking, I've, I've said it before, turn it the fuck off. You know, your you not listening is not going to hurt my feelings any. In fact, I don't want you. Well, actually, listen. If I'm not, I'm not going to change your mind. I'm not going to change anybody's mind. But if you know something, I say something I can say will change any view you may have. I've done my job. But if I don't, and you want to stay in this little. A fucking bubble that you're in thinking socialism is going to work fine stay there and when it falls apart and nothing you know this country goes to shit even worse than what it has prior to our current president um you can contact me and we'll have a discussion about how fucked up your views were and how uh it ruined the country so um yeah that's why i do this and sometimes it's just a good way for me to vent and my blood pressure to lower. Uh, you know, it's another thing. When I get stressed out, I can vent and talk to people and get my get, get, some, uh, get some information out there to like-minded people. Have I... What? Okay. Guys, if you're going to send a message or a comment, let's make sure we do it in some grammatically correct way because I'm not going to sit here and try to decipher what anybody says. And, okay. Actually, I'm running out of questions. There are a lot of duplicates here. Um, what do I... Where do I see... Ooh, this is a good one. Where do I see the world in 10 years? Well... The world I really don't give a shit much about. I care about the United States, and I can rephrase your question, and I apologize for being so blunt the way it is, and I think I know what you meant. And if I'm reading into it, I apologize, but where do I see the country in 10 years? Well, 10 years puts us at, what, 2028? Well, as long as we have a strong president continue out his four years here, uh, get reelected in 2020, and then we get another strong Republican in 2024. I think the economy, I think this country will be in the right place. Uh, do I see it? Somebody asked me one time, do I see a civil war happening? You know what? I've seen civil wars happen for uh, less important shit than what's going on today. So I hope not. Um, I hope that that's not the case. I think I'm in the right state if it does. But um I, I hope that doesn't happen. I don't see that happening in the next 10 years, but you know what? Nobody would have expected, I would have never expected the world to turn the way it turned out recently in, 10 years ago. So, I don't know. Let's hope not. So, guys, uh, I really 
appreciate the questions and the comment, you know, the, the, the questions you guys threw at me today and allowed and you allowing me to come on here and uh, uh, shoot the shit with you guys and, and just give you a little idea who I am. It, I'm sorry if you didn't like the episode, but you know what? Some people, people kept asking questions, so I had to, had to oblige them. So guys, just stay tuned. We'll get more. I'll get some more episodes out and we'll get, uh, I'll be getting some more information so we all can be on the same page. So with that, thank you very much for listening. Uh, stay tuned for our next episode. Uh, should be coming out hopefully next week. Trying to get back on a routine again. I, I promise that's going to happen. So we'll talk to you soon. And most importantly, don't believe the left because you're always right. Right.